Good morning. Happy New Year. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning service, our first of this year. You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or email us church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, and I can answer any questions for you concerning the topic of today. And again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody here. This is 2010. I'm glad to see everybody. I'm glad you made A lot of folks are sick with the uh, cold, so I'm glad you guys were able to come out. Um, I want to thank everybody, even the folks out there, for the gifts and the cards and the phone calls and emails that you sent me during the holidays. I absolutely appreciate it. Uh, it was a good holiday for me. You know, I, I, I couldn't believe that the day was Sunday. I looked at my phone. It said Sunday. I call a few people. They said Sunday, but it didn't feel like today was Sunday. So I guess I was really relaxing a lot. But it's good to be back to work, and I'm looking forward to a good year. Um, anybody want to say anything before I introduce the new theme for this year? I have a new theme? Nothing? I really appreciate this. You guys like looking at me like this. Okay. Well, Last year, we talked about endurance. We had to endure. And I think some of you endured the whole year, and it worked out pretty good. This year, the theme is uh, trust truth. Everybody understand that? What is it? Trust truth. And the reason I want to talk about that, I mean, make that the theme for this year, because I realize that most people, and especially Christian people, do not trust the truth. God said that the truth shall set you free. And, and I visited several families this year and, and during the holidays. And families are absolutely, and not just my family, my family messed up too, but families are, for the lack of a better word, screwed up. And Christian families are some of the worst. And the reason for that is that one reason is that they don't trust the truth. They don't trust what's right. The whole purpose of a family is to be an expression of the kingdom of heaven on earth. To love one another and loving one another is about being honest with one another. Not pounding on one another, but being honest, dialoguing about what's going on, reaching out and helping in the right way and telling the truth about it. But families are not doing that. And it's amazing to see that. And I ask, why don't you tell the truth? Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. How, how can you love God and not want and be concerned about a person's feelings? I don't, and especially in your own family. You, it, it would seem that you want what's best for your family. And you should know that it's the truth that's going to make that what's best, best. Uh, but most people... Most people trust lies over truth. They'll rather lie to you or not say anything at all about it rather than hurt your feelings as though things are going to get better. It is absolutely amazing. And then in business, I counsel with so many people in business who think that it's better to lie to the customer rather than being open and honest with the customer. You know, being fair 
and, and, and doing the best that you can. They're afraid that if they don't lie to the customer, that they're not going to get the business. And these are like Christian people. And so I'm thinking, how can these people call themselves men and women of God and there is no godliness in there. There is no truth in there. And then what I've noticed, though, when you do tell the truth, you got to go to war. It, it, there's a war going on. I would talk to a young man in another state by telephone over the holidays, and he, he was um, um, in shock because his girlfriend, his living girlfriend, invited her friend's daughter over to play with his daughter, you know, for the holidays. And his daughter is three years old. And this old little girl is three years old, too. And he walked in the room and caught the other girl kissing on his daughter. She had laid her down on the bed and was holding her face. You know how we get married? And you're about to say, I do. You can kiss the bride. And the man holds the woman's face and kiss her. I guess they hold the face. I've never done it. Don't you normally hold the face when you kiss them? But he said that this little three years old was dominating his daughter, had her down on the bed, kissing her in the mouth and holding her like a man. And it just shocked him. And so he walked in and he said, what are you guys doing? And they jumped up and they said, nothing, nothing, nothing. We're not doing anything. And he was amazed that at three years old, they knew that they were doing wrong. And yet they tried to cover it up. You know? So they understood what they were doing was wrong. Three years old. And what he realized is that um, he had not been watching his family close enough because there's this theme out there now that you're supposed to let your children play with whomever they want. Don't offend other children by keeping your kids away from them. We see it a lot in the public schools when they fight against the voucher system. They say, uh, well, we can't have the voucher system because you're going to leave some kids behind. So sacrifice your children. And a lot of families are sacrificing their children to corrupt children because they don't want to offend the kids or the parents. And so what he later found out is that, I don't know, I don't understand the whole story, so I may not have it straight, but the little girl mother is a lesbian. And so this, apparently she's seeing the mother do something, and now she's acting it out too. And so I said, well, you got to talk to the family about it. You got to talk to that girl's mother you got to explain to your kids, you cannot play with this girl. She, you can't be around her. Well, I don't, well, he said he was going to do it. But he didn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to hurt the family. But is it better to sacrifice your kids' soul to evil and protect somebody's emotions and feelings? I mean, where's the love for the family? We as parents, our first responsibility is our family to protect them from evil because the battle is a battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. And families are, as I said, and I'll just borrow this word one more time, families are screwed up because they're liars and deceivers. They don't protect. They, and men have it bad because they won't even protect their wives and children, so everything is coming in. And so we got to be honest this year. we got to tell the truth. You got to be that living example, though. You can't go around pounding on somebody else and be a hypocrite. You know, you got to be of that. That's why God said when you're born again, he gives you a new nature. He gives you a nature of honesty and truth. You're no longer of the lie. And most people are of the lie. That's why they're having so many issues. 
If you're not a free person, you're of the lie. I don't care how you know the Bible. I don't care how many churches or how often you go to church, how much money you pay. If you're not of truth, if you don't have that peace, then you're of your father, the devil. So you got to check yourself out so that you can overcome it and be of truth. I'm a living, and I used to be a coward, believe me. I used to, I mean, I was so pitiful as a man, I didn't even like myself. So I'm not like trying to act like I've always been able to live this life. But because I was honest with myself about it, I saw that I was weak and pathetic. And then I admitted it, and for a long time I didn't know how to overcome it, so I suffered for a long time. But when I found out that I could overcome it, and the key to overcoming it is to first admit that you're weak and pathetic, that you're a sinner, without excuses. Then that's the beginning of waking up and overcome. Most people won't even admit that they're screwed up. Isn't that amazing? Everybody around you see that you're screwed up, but you want to admit it. We got to trust truth. But when I was able to admit it, God allowed me to see it and overcome that I've not been the same for 21 years. This is working on the 20, what, second. And so you got to trust truth. I love truth more than I love anything else or anybody else. Because nobody was able to help me to do it but God. Nobody was able to set me free but him. No money was able to set me free but God. And I'm unwilling to sacrifice that freedom to anybody or anything. I had a warfare with my cousins and uncles and aunts this year, especially during Christmas. But it was a good and fun battle. I mean, it was like I had walked into a KKK meeting at Christmas dinner. And they wanted to know why you're here. Everybody was coming at me. But I loved it because it showed me my relationship with God. You cannot, cannot, cannot love God and love anything else or anybody else. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's something, Jesse. It really is. You cannot because whatever you love control you. If you love money, women, men, your children, your house, your friends, your education, then that's what's going to control you. You can't love anything else but what is right. And most people love everything else but what is right. When you love your children, you cannot stand up to them. Your kids will make you homeless. And most kids are crazy nowadays. Anyway. I was thinking the other day, why even have And I love the family. I love the idea of family. But I'm thinking, what's the purpose of having children that when they become adults, they are nothing but problems. And most children today are problems as adults. Have you noticed that? Yeah, just I kind of noticed it once in a while. <laughs> but I hardly know a family where they can say, you know what, I'm proud of my kids as adults. I don't have to think about them. They're good, decent kids. They're working hard. Yes, they may, you know, they have their issues, but they're working them out. I can finally, you know, just relax and enjoy my life. I don't know anybody like that. I, I know maybe two families that may be like that, and they live in Russia. <laughs> but everybody, for the most part, are having problems with their adult children. And when I was growing up, 
my grandmother always said, you know what? You're out of here at 18. Get it right now because you're on your own. And when I left home at 18, if I had trouble, she doesn't know about it because I prepared for that. But not today. Our battle is a spiritual battle between good and evil. And if we don't get it right in that home, you're going to have trouble the rest of your life for the most part. So we got to trust truth. And it starts with you. I absolutely love truth. And I can't help myself. But I love being honest about myself first. Because if I can't be honest about myself, then I'm not going to be able to be honest with and about other people. So you got to trust the truth. Trust God. And it's not just some little fancy word, you know. It's a, it's a lifestyle. All right. Okay, I saw some hands and I wanted to just kind of get that out there so we could get rolling. And when I say trust the truth, let me just say this. I really mean trust nobody. Trust nobody or no thing this year. And I don't mean go out there like, oh, I'm not going to trust you. Not like, not robotically. But don't put your faith in anything but truth this year. And the truth is God, and God will set you free. Because whatever you put your trust in, it's going to control you. And it's going to let you down. Because it's a false God. All right? And so don't go out, and I hope to clean this up a little bit more. Don't go out. You do trust people, but you don't put your faith in them. If somebody says, you know what? I'm going to do this for you. Give them a chance to do it. Wait and see. And then if it doesn't work out, don't be mad at them. They have a right to to be a liar. (laughs) I'm getting ready to put somebody out of the barn home right now. (laughs) Because they say, oh, I'm an adult now. I can do what I want. I don't have to follow the rules. I say to them, you know what? You are absolutely right. You're an adult. You don't have to follow the rules, but not in my house. So, and I'm not mad. And they have a right to make that decision. And that's how we have to treat people. You cannot be of truth and be mad at another person because they decide to live a hell of a life. They have a right to do it. If it's your mama, your, da- your daddy, your mama, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your husband, your wife, they have a right to live a messed up life. You don't have a right to be mad at them, but don't let them impose on your life. That makes sense? And too many people allow other people to impose on their lives. It is ridiculous. And, and some of the most unhappiest locations on earth are in the homes. They're not at the bar. They used to be at the bar. The homes are unhappy today. And if you can't be happy in your own home, then there's something wrong. That makes sense? Yes, yes. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and because of that, I'll go to you first. Thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. When did, when, uh, and, and, and what did it feel like for, for, for you to, for God to lift that load off of your shoulders when you decided to trust the truth. I mean, was it instantaneous or was it uh, uh, take a short time? Uh, how That's you a very good carefree and uh, uh, relaxed and not worrying about uh, anything that's going to happen? How did that transpire in, in, in your, your experience? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. 
because this is the first day of the year, and if I have to share everything about my life to help you, I will. Uh, long story short, I grew up weak, insecure, I was very emotional. Um, I used to know what my grandmother felt like because, you know, my grandmother raised me, so I had her influence. And so I used to know what she felt like. That's how insecure and emotional I was. And when I used to date, if the woman got mad at me, I didn't know how to handle that. So I had to do everything I can to keep her satisfied. And then if I wanted to break up with her, I would find another woman, have her like in, on, on hold, <laughs> because I couldn't stand being alone. That's how bad I was. I was um, just insecure. Didn't know what to do in life or what I wanted to do. And I remember when I used to try to stand up to people, speak up for myself, I would get the words right here and could not bring them out. It was like a lump within my throat. And if they came out, they were so soft and watered down, they had no effect. Anybody ever done that? Yes. They had no power, no authority behind them at all. That's how bad I was. But the one thing I had sense enough to do, and I don't quite know why yet, I knew I was wrong. I knew, I used to say, you know what, I'm a messed up person. I know I'm weak, but I don't know how to overcome this. I never, even though I went on with my sins and had fun sinning, you know, doing all that stuff at times, but I still knew it was wrong. I knew it was sin. I just didn't know how to overcome it. Something about me kept me in that spot of knowing that I was wrong. And, and so I used to ask preachers about, you know, how do you get over this? I asked other adult men, how do you get over? Nobody was able to help me. Long story short, I remember 21 years ago, I asked God, you know, just let me see myself. I really wanted to see everything about me. Nobody had told me to do this, but I, I was just so... I was still living, you know. I did the drugs. Anybody ever smoke marijuana? <laughs> well, if you haven't, there's a store right down the road from us. They sell it now. You can go to the store. Wouldn't that have been nice when I was growing up to walk in the store and buy a joint? <laughs> Didn't have to worry about getting arrested. Yep. But uh, so I asked God, let me see myself. And I forgot I asked the question. I remember asking it. And... Um, I got up and I was getting dressed one day and I'm looking in the mirror, thinking I'm all sharp looking, and I saw a total, dirty, dark, wicked man. And just as a flash, I saw myself, and it was pretty bad. And right after that, I'm riding down the road and I heard a preacher say, when you pray, you need to be still and know the truth. Just shut up, be quiet. Went home and I sat down, and right away I was able to see. In a way I had never seen before. You know, it was like another way of seeing. But in that seeing, it also freed me up. It took away all of my fears and doubts and worry at an instant. And I've not been the same since. And he gave me perfect peace. And I think, as I think about this, I think it was because I always knew I was a sinner. I knew I was wrong. Even though I had fun sinning at times, I still knew it was wrong. Even though I went along with it with everybody else. Yeah, this is cool, you know. And the people judging us, there's nothing wrong with sinning. I still knew it was wrong. But he changed my life as an instrument by allowing me to see it a different way. He kind of wiped my sled for me. And I've not been the same. It's like he took away an old nature and I've not been able to go back to it. It's not there anymore. It's not even something I have to think about. Isn't that a nice way to live? And that's what Christ came for, to set us free, to give us a way out. It's not an option. Once you're, in, once you're born again, it's not an option anymore. 
the option is to be born again. That's the only option you have. Or just live and die as you are. Yeah. Did you happen to see Glenn Beck's program on John Huntsman on, on television the last couple of days? No. He introduced him as the richest man that he knows and the most honest man that he knows. And um, he's a man that built a, a cancer hospital. He's a billionaire. And um, they asked him at the end of the program, they said, well, what, what, what would you suggest to make people the most happy in their lives? He says, first of all, find something every day that you can do for somebody else. Yeah. Number one. Secondly, get rid of the bag of rocks around your neck and don't drag yourself down or beat yourself up for anything that you've ever done. And uh, here's a guy that's giving all of his money away to build cancer hospitals. Um, and uh, he's had cancer himself. He's had two wives that have died of cancer. And um, I found it very interesting. Um, yeah. Very, well, I, very strong character. And, you're, and he's right about that, too. But what I would add on to that, what I would recommend, if you really, really want to be free, you got to drop all anger. you got to forgive. Because that's what he, God allowed me to see, that it was that anger toward my father and mother that was holding me back. You're not, not, not going to be free until you can absolutely forgive. Because that resentment, that anger, is the nature of the deceiver. It is his personality, it's his attitude, it's his way of life. And when you have any anger in your life, you're of your father the devil, and you're not going to move forward. It's just a fact. Nothing can do it. It's a spirit. It's a nature. It's an identity. I will battle. It's a spiritual battle between good and evil. And you can tell when you have that anger, you have problems speaking up in the right way. You're afraid of hurting people's feelings. You, um, you have fear and doubt and insecurity. All those things are with you, even if you pretend they're not. They are there holding you back. But when you don't have any resentment, there is no resistance to life at all. Isn't that amazing? But people with anger have a resistance to life. They try to avoid conflict. Oh, I don't really want to have to deal with this today. I don't want to tell this person because I, I just don't feel like it. Or I don't want to face myself because it's just too painful. They're fighting against life. And that's what people do who have anger in their hearts. Because it's of the father the devil. You can't be of God and have one iota of anger in your heart. You can't be overcoming anger. You either have it or you don't because it's a new birth. It's a new salvation. So you can't be of the Father. And when you have this new nature, then you see how to give. And the more you give, the more you get back. But you're not even thinking of it that way. You just see a need in the right way and you do it. And I'm a dummy. Believe me, I, I, I'm so glad I'm not an intellectual. I used to want to go to college and be smart and know things. I thank God that he didn't let me go. Because some of the dumbest people walking this earth are intellectuals today. There is no God in their lives. They are as crazy as they want to be. And so, but when you forgive, you connect with the Father, and he supplies your every need. 
Would you describe uh, anger uh, as walking around in pain all the time? Yes. Because when you have anger, you do not have perfect peace. You know, anger messes up the physical body, the mind, and the soul. It really does. Because just think about it. You got a negative energy living inside of you that gives death instead of giving life. And that's what anger is. It's a death way of living. And so you got to, in order to just be, you got to let things just go through you instead of you going through it in a way that you're struggling with it. You know, God said we should be like the flowers and the trees. They don't work, but yet they're so beautiful. They, they just, and he said we are greater than they are, right? And if you notice about the plants and things like that, they don't fight against life. They just let whatever happens, happens. And they're able to overcome it, so they end up being beautiful. But with people, because of their resentment, they fight against life, and they end up becoming old and ugly and out of control and sick and diseased, and their family screwed up, and the kids are, are adults who are out of control, broke, on drugs, uh, children out of wedlock, because they're fighting against life instead of allowing life to just happen. Isn't that cool? Yeah, Jesse, that's pretty cool. Jesse, that's cool. Yeah. It's an easy way of living. God even said his way is easy. His lifestyle is fine. So lay yours down and take on his. And for me to know this, anybody can know this. I'm telling you, no one taught me this. He is inside of us, waiting to set us free. But you got to surrender. you got to absolutely let go. Okay, let me move a little faster and I'll come around this way. Yes, ma'am. Oh, um, yes. Is trusting the truth the same thing as living in faith? It is. Absolutely. That's what I want. Yes, ma'am. When you really trust the truth, you don't even think about the consequences. Because there is a confidence there that says without words that things are going to be fine. Without even thinking about it. You know how people trust lies, right? And they don't think about the consequences of lying or not standing up. But there are consequences to that. The truth is the same way. But instead, the truth is always going to turn out good for you. It's going to always turn out good. But now again, don't go around just mouthing off truth. That makes sense? Yes, Jesse. Thank you. There's a timing. You know how the ego set you up to to hear what the preacher or the teacher is saying, and then you just go out repeating it. Now you're gonna be truthful to everybody and tell them the truth, but you're coming from the wrong place. That's where the problem is. The spirit gotta be well too in order for this to work. You can't go around mouthing off truth and then you got an evil heart because there is no love in that. And people are gonna rebel against that in a, in a, they're gonna gun and shoot you. But so the truth has to be from love because the truth is love, the real truth is love, is the intent of truth is always to help your fellow man. Always. It's never to take advantage of them, to deceive them. It's not selfish. It's long-suffering. That's the purpose of the truth, is to help your fellow, even your enemy. You help them by telling them the truth. You don't need to be liked by them. There's not one person walking this earth that I need to be liked by. And I used to be the kind of guy that needed to be liked so I could feel better. Really. But I don't need to be liked. I'm fulfilled now. I have perfect peace. I don't have a need out there. 
And yet all my needs are being met from out there, the physical needs. Isn't that interesting? It's so simple. And before we end this, we're going to talk how to do it, too. We're going to get you rolling this year. Um, let me come back to you guys. Did that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <clears throat> he said that you have to have real love before you speak up when you see something that's wrong. Yes. And, and, and uh, you don't say anything because nothing comes out to say. And if, when you've done this before, and it's stupid, sounds stupid. Yes. So um, I'm having a situation that I'm seeing very clearly, but I'm almost like afraid to tell him because he reminds me so much of my ex-husband right. and his ways. And I have tried to spoke, speak up to him about it about his weakness with my daughter. And he just shines it on like uh, he don't want to hear it, you know. Well, perfect love casts out fear. The only reason you have that fear because you don't have perfect love. So you don't speak up if you feel that. You still need to. Oh, you do? You do. I mean, and see, that's, a, that's it's like a thin line, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you not to speak up. Because it's better to speak up and see if you did it out of hatred or love, you know, than not to speak up. I just don't want people going around just pouncing on everybody, you know, thinking that they're being honest. Right, because I did that before and right. I don't want to do it again. And the mind will trick you to do that. Right, right, it will. Yeah. And so now if nothing comes out of my mouth, I'd rather not say nothing. Yeah, if it don't fit, don't force it. No, I, I Because won't. even if you don't speak up, at least you're seeing that you have fear about speaking up. Mm -hmm. And just watch that and you'll overcome it. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. So it's still working out. Okay. Maybe you wasn't supposed to speak up. Okay. It allowed you to see yourself. Okay. And I am seeing myself. And all you have to do is just, what's so amazing about life? And I absolutely, there's so many things I love about life. But what's amazing about life is that we can't change ourselves. But if we can just see ourselves, it starts to change by itself. Mm -hmm. Really, but folks won't they won't take the pain of seeing themselves, that they won't really relax and let, you know, just see yourself. So you, got, you have the opportunity to see that you have fear, meaning that you don't have love, and just watch that. And, and I feel so peaceful most of the time, so I sort of get confused because I'm, I'm so peaceful most of the time, and I wonder, well, what is this, you know? Well, you're I'm afraid. What is this? You're only getting confused because you're listening to the temper too. Because the devil's going to stay busy with you. He's going to come around and try to say, oh, you don't really have peace. Or you're too happy. There should be some problems in your life. But now that you're familiar with the voiceless voice, you know that this voice that talked to you that sounds like your voice is a lie. So you just don't trust it. Let it pass. Just watch it. And just let God work it out. It's like the flowers. Let God work it out. Okay. And so you whenever you trust that other voice, it will deceive you. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it. I keep hearing it. You have to then people tell you you should say something and I just leave it alone and yes. watch it. It'll work itself out. You had your hand, Luke? No, I'll wait for the how to. I'm sorry? I'll wait for the how to. You said what now? I will wait for the how to. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. You know, when you were talking about your story and you said you finally asked God to show you 
yourself. Yes. And then you said, um, once you saw yourself, and it was just immediate. You did this thing, and then you were immediately free after 20 years. Yes. Now I want to know about <clears throat> a process of that. Like, you see yourself becoming better. You see yourself becoming, you know, meditating longer. You, you, you are becoming better. Right. You know, that, can that happen? I mean, because it's miraculous that that happened to you. It is. Moments, yeah. just instantaneously like that. Yes. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at things, of, of being quiet when I should, of communicating without anger to people what I need to communicate to them. Um, so I see a gradual change yes. in myself. And I don't want to, you know, throw that away because it's good. So, so I mean... The, the only word I need you to get rid of is process. Because if you think process, it's going to take a process. That's how it will just take forever and ever, and you always see yourself getting better, but never arriving. With God, there is no process. It's already in play. It's already there. It's just that you don't see it yet. And we've been taught by the deceivers, and some of them meant well, that it's a process. Oh, life is a process. Get it over. It's a process. But God said he can change it in a twinkling of an eye. So get rid of the word process and just learn to live where God is. And God is in right now. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's right now. And in right now, everything happened right now. It's not a process. But if you think process, you're going to believe process, you're going to act process. So you got to drop all what you've learned and just learn to live in the fullness of right now. Because in reality, that's all you have. Right. The past is dead and gone. The future doesn't exist except in your mind. And people who live in the past or the future are suffering. But those who are living in the presence of God in this moment, in this now, are living their lives. They're healthy. They have a sound mind. They have a peaceful heart. Their lives are working out because they're living right now and not in the past or the future. So that's all you need to do. Get rid of the process. People who are in the process are taking forever. Because God, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's in the present. He said, come into the present. Not into the past or in the future. So just be aware of right now you want his mindset. That makes sense? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I want you to practice. Stand out of your imagination. So as a man thinketh, so as it is. Mm -hmm. And if he think the past is bad and he got to go back and correct it, and, or I'm going to make the future better, so will it be. But nothing will ever work out. All we have is this very moment. Nothing else exists except in your mind. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. There is no process. Only for the children of the devil. So just relax that mind, let that go. And be honest with yourself and with others. Never, ever, ever, but never, ever, ever 
never feel sorry for yourself or your fellow man. Never do it. I had a young lady I was talking to over the weekend. She was telling me all her problems, just laying around, about to cry. And I'm thinking, wow, this lady have a good life. <laughs> Everything she said has given her the opportunity to say, you know what, God? I'm trying to work my own life out and see it worse instead of getting better. I can't do it. I'm done. That's everything she said was saying that to me. I'm like, when would she wake up and realize she can't make it better? You know, what would it take for her to say, you know what, I can't make my, I can't do anything about my, I wanted these things, I've tried these things, I've gone to this place, I've done this, and everything keep getting worse. At some point you say, you know what, I can't figure this out, I'm done. Then you can go free. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. And then she felt better. She's like, wow, you mean I have a good life and don't know it? Yes. Because pain is supposed to cause you, because some people are real stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't learn by truth. They have to suffer. But pain is supposed to cause you to cry out to God. At some point, we, when do you say, well, God help me, I can't do it. Isn't that amazing? But some people have such an ego, they feel that, you know what, I'm just going to try one more thing. <laughs> I've been married four times, I'm going to try it one more time. <laughs> I have eight children out of wedlock. Let me get one with a wife. <laughs> it's crazy. We are not God. Really, we're not. We have no nothing. We're of nothing, and we're about nothing. So why be mad? Why keep trying? Anyway, did I get all the hands over here already? Yes, sir. And then I'm coming back across the room. <clears throat> I think I saw it this morning when you spoke up about anger. And I think for a couple of years I couldn't see it. And a friend of mine kept telling me about it. But I've been using the word, um, and I forgot that quick, um, it was, now I can't even think of the word. But anyway, it's a small angle, like a pinhead. And I've been curving it up with uh, saying it was minute. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't see underneath it. And I just saw it this morning. Good. Uh, when you said it's just small things that you need to really look at. And that's why uh, uh, I didn't really want to see it. I couldn't see it. It's like a blanket was thrown over it. Yeah. You know. So I just saw it this morning. I just want to say that. Good, man. Mm -hmm. We want to get the year going right this year. I love this new theme that we have of uh, trust and truth, trust truth, because it's going to cost me to even focus more on what is right. And I'm liking that. Last year, endurance, it was good for me. I endured a lot of stuff, but I came out on top. I mean, yeah, it's amazing what I had to go through. But because we were talking about it every Sunday, I do my prayer all the time. I'm aware of what's going on. He brought me right through it. I mean, it was fun. I had a good time. And so I'm looking forward to just trusting truth even more so. You know what I mean? I don't know why I'm dancing. Forgive me. But, uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, well, Pastor said, you know, he has to contribute to this meeting. It's like, <coughs> like the thing this year much better than last year. He's saying, like, if you trust in truth, you don't have to endure as much. Yes, right. As a matter of fact, if you trust truth, the only thing you have to endure is the world coming at you for being of truth. And they are, they are easy to deal with. Really. The world is so easy, it's not even funny. Because you don't need them. You're not attached to them anymore. 
Also this year, one thing I want you to know about trust and truth, you become an individual. You're not a collective of people. And then you identify with people who serve the same God, but you become an individual. But people who trust the lie, it's like they got to gather with everybody else. Like all the blacks got to be black, all the whites got to be white. It's like you got to find something to feel secure with. You're not an individual. And God cannot use you as a group. He uses you as an individual. One person has a greater power than a thousand. But if you identify with a thousand, you're weak with a group. Now, yeah, it's good to work together as a group. But you got to become an individual. And for me to say this, because I could not be an individual at all. I was black, I was Afro-American, I was everything they did. I was Negro, now I'm just an Akatong. And I admitted that I'm an Akatong. Didn't I do it? <coughs> and I'm okay. You know how I know that I'm an Akatong? <laughs> My staff hate this joke. I know I'm an Akatong because whatever the white man said, he's sick. I said, yes, sir, Master, we're sick. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm on Akatong. I'm proud of it. No, I'm just playing. I'm not proud of Doug saying, don't say that. Because it'll be all over YouTube. Urban Peterson said, he's proud of me at Akatong. But my point is, you got to become an individual so you can be one with the truth. And yeah, you're going to have friends and families and people you work with. But you can take it or leave it. You're not afraid to stand alone. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, yes, ma'am. So last week you were going to tell us what truth was. I mean, how do you see the truth? How do you know the truth? Oh, OK. It's different than right and wrong. What is truth? What is true? Can you tell her what truth is, sir? You're sitting right in front of the lady with the hat on, or behind the lady with the hat on. <laughs> Truth is the word, and the word is God. That's truth. Truth is the word, and the word is God. Okay. Um, do you know what truth is? It's a very good question. I'm going to put it this way. Uh, something I'm, I'm understanding. Um, uh, all my life, you know, I've had those thoughts hit me, my imagination. And uh, they, they're so relevant. I think they're so relevant, and I think they're important. And... Um, and it almost it just replicates almost what I need to know. And sometimes it totally doesn't. I have no idea. But what I'm understanding now is that whatever it is, it takes me away from the moment. And if I, I I'm getting uh, sparks of realization and clarity where I go, wait, this has nothing to do with anything. I completely, I can completely disregard it. And then I just, uh, I just become aware of the moment where I am. And all these things, if I don't engage them or go down that road of thought and analyzing, it meant nothing. Yeah. And so then it's like I don't really have any attachment to any of that stuff. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's, you know, where I am is where, I'm, where I am and what I need to know is what I need to know. And that's what truth is? Yeah. Okay. What is truth? Uh, truth is... I think whatever uh, nothing's really coming to me right now. I don't know okay. what to say. All right, yeah, don't force it. 
Do you know what truth is there? Truth is that, that voice or that feeling that you know it's right in you and, and uh, you know, when you act on it, that is the truth that you, you, you bring, you know? Okay. As I think about this and hear the feedback, I'm loving this question even more so. You ask the million dollar question. You're the winner. You're the winner. Uh, yes. Uh, I'll say truth is though, anything that's proven and, and irrelevant to the word of God. Anything that has been proven and, and is relevant to the word of God. Okay. I'm loving it even more so. I said thank you for the yams this year. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to her New Year's holiday celebration. Yeah. She has these, like, next to my mama, <coughs> she's the best one to come in. You win the award for that. Thank you. You know what I ate this week? And what I thought about, I was about to throw up. I ate some chilies. <laughs> my uncle called me up and said, hey, why don't you come on over uh, and have some chillings? Everybody know what that is? No. Chili? No white people know what chitlin. chitlin. How do you say it? Chitlin. 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 You don't you feel sorry for white people? What? They don't get a chance to eat chitlins and hot balls and. They probably eat them now, but at the time they fed them to the slaves. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, right out there. Okay. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> chitlins is hot guts. Yes. Guts, mm. intestines, oh, belly, the belly, yeah, everything that's inside the pig. Clean, clean, clean. Yeah, Marcus said, "Come over, get some." I said, "You better make me throw up." He said, "Put some hot sauce on it. It'll taste good." I put those hot sauce on those things. I closed my door so nobody could get any. It was so good. I had black-eyed peas, okra, and uh, macaroni and cheese and chitlins. Now you know I was in heaven. Huh? Forget about the truth. That was good. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, truth is the light that's it, <clears throat> that showed you the right path to life and to the spirit. Okay. Ermie, you know what it is? Truth? Uh-huh. I mean, truth is the truth. I mean, <laughs> you know it when you hear it. Truth is the truth when you know it when you hear it. A lot of people don't know the truth when they hear it. I don't know how to describe it, but... I can, I Frank, can you tell me real fast what you think it is. Frank, say it's the truth. No. Yes, you can. I don't know. It's At any moment, it's given to you. You decide if it's right or wrong, but at you, any moment... Truth any is moment is given to you, then you decide if it's right or wrong? Then, Something like that. See, I told you you asked a million dollar question. You win. Thank you for that. You you wanted to tell me real fast? Anything that isn't a lie. Anything that isn't a lie. I'm loving this. That's good. What is it, Robert? That's the opposite. I really have to look into it further. Okay. What do you think it is, baby? Uh, It's the the quiet conscience, the spirit that's shows you that is not thoughts, it's not words, it's just a silent knowing. Okay. Uh, and and, and uh, with me, um, I was... Don't give me no long story, I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I was raising my hand earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is related. Okay. That, um, for me, a lot of my life, I was embarrassed by it, I was afraid of it, 
and I resented it, and so it was, it was, it, you know, that stopped, it, it, when I realized that it was my friend, and it wasn't the, the excuses, it wasn't the thoughts, it was that silent little, hey, you did, you know, you did that wrong, not with words, when I realized that it was my friend, and not to listen to the words, excusing it, then my whole life totally took off. Okay. Yes, ma'am, last word on it. I was going to say, truth is real freedom. Real freedom. Okay. I love that. I love that question. See, we can't, we don't trust it because we don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. Yeah. You know what the truth is? And I'm telling you, if you can let this happen to you, everything else will fall in place. Mm -hmm. The truth is that there is one God and I'm not he. I'm not him. When you can realize that you're not God, then you shall know the truth. And that's the truth. Because everything else comes into play as you move through life. But most people don't know that they're not God. They say, oh, I'm not God, but they act like God. They get mad when you, when you don't like them or you say bad things about them. They get mad when they don't, things don't go their way. They, they try to force life to happen. They think they know what they want out of life. They think they have their own purpose. But when you can know that you're not God, because that's the role of a God, everything you do, when you can truly see that you're not God, then you shall know the truth. And that is the truth. We're not God. There's only one, and it's not us. Now, that sounds so, I guess, nothing to you, but that is life-saving. I'm telling you, when you stop playing God, then you, you will know the real God, and then you, you shall know the truth. But 99.999.9% of people play God. Every time you get angry, Every time you feel fear, every time you have doubt, every time you lie, every time you go into denial, every time you plan your life, every time you come up with an idea, every time you do all that, you're playing God. But those aren't the characteristics of God. Yes, it is. Would you God. take control of your own life is the God-like char characteristic. <laughs> Otherwise, you let go. Yeah your own life. Yes, ma'am. You're trying to play God. Yes, you are playing God. Okay. And he's not going to do anything to help you because there's not but one God. Let me take the call and then I see you're still wondering. Okay, we have Al, well, no we have Al Noble from West Covina, California. Are prayer and meditation one and the same? Well, um, Meditation, what I call be still and know, is prayer. Real prayer is where you realize that you don't know what to ask for. You, don't, you, you really, you're just not, you don't know what you're doing, and you learn to be still and allow the truth to guide you. That's real prayer. You know, when you stop wimping and whining and begging and saying that because God said, when you pray with those words, it's all vain because you don't know what to ask for. That's why he said, be still and know that he is God. You know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and it will pray or intercede on our behalf. It's like in there doing it for us because we don't know what to do. So, and I know people pray with words, and every blue moon, that may or may not be okay, but it's best to meditate. What I call, be still and know God. Just be quiet and let the truth catch up with you. And that's prayer. That's prayer. Okay, we have a statement from Clinton from the Valley. He said, the truth is what you see and understand without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
Without doubt. Uh, we'll tell Clinton, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's good, Clinton. But the real truth is that when you can see and know that you are not God, then you shall know the truth. Because the truth, one truth for one moment may not be the best truth for the next moment. And so you are not capable of recognizing truth on your own. You can't even recognize a lie on your own. Think about how many times you've been deceived by yourself and by others. We cannot determine truth and lies on our own. So when you give up that God-like personality or attitude, the real God will step in, and he is the truth, and he'll live through you and guide you with that truth. But, I, I, I mean, what everybody said, is, you know, I understand it. But give up being God this year. Stop trying to solve your own life and let the real God take over. Do you guys under, did you have a question about that? Um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm not sure how to how to do it practically. Oh, okay. A little louder for me because they can't hear you on the TV thing. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure how to do that. Practically, you've said that before. You've said, give up being God. Before. Yes. Uh, realize that you're not God. I, I've heard that. I received that. Right. Um, but. How do you do that? Right. And, and I understand, be still. Right. And, and, you know, allow God to catch up with you. But then, after being still, you have to get up and then. You have to make a decision, or you have to do something. You have to go. You, you say, get up and live your life. Well, if you're if you're not God, and you don't make decisions, and you don't have ideas or anything, then when you get up and go live life, what do you do? Very good statement again. Uh, this young lady in the back want to respond to it first. Yes, sir. I know, I know that, that um, like when we're putting our will in this stuff, that's like playing God. It is like God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. When, you put, when you get angry at yourself and others, when you try to control your life, when you're overreacting to situations around you, when you have fear and doubt and all that stuff, that's a God personality, and you don't want to be offended. You know what? God doesn't want anybody to mess with him or her. You know, who are you? But when you, I'm telling you, when you realize that you're not God, that's when you shall know the truth. The real truth is going to step in and take over. And the way that you, the first step to get in there, and that's where we'll start today because I'm running out of time. You got to learn when you pray, you got to learn to sit still and shut up and be quiet and allow God to reveal that to you from within. Because it, I can't, I don't want you to... You can't learn it. You can't fake it. You, you have to let it happen through you because he lives inside of you. The kingdom of heaven is inside. And so you got to let go of all the way you've been taught to pray, the way you've been taught to think, the way you've been taught to make life work. You got to abandon that by sitting still and allowing that truth to guide your every footstep. And so what I recommend at the beginning of this year right now is every morning, every night, and sometimes if you get stressed out in the middle of the day, just sit quietly in your room, just relax, and become aware of those thoughts and let everything pass. And be aware of this moment. And God will do the rest. 
You don't have to worry about what am I going to do next. It will be already laid out for you. Really, you just get up and do what you see to do in the day, and your life is just worked out already. He already has a plan for us, but because you are a God, you're trying to do your plan and not his. You're of your father, the devil, and his plan is deceiving. So when you pray, just be still and let it happen. There's a light. There is a kingdom of heaven inside us, of us, and it will reveal itself to you. Uh, it's consciousness. Somebody mentioned that. It's consciousness. It will reveal. It's the mind of God. So you got to this year let go. The more you let go of what you think you want and try to make it happen, it will happen for you and through you. That makes sense? Yeah. Just let go. Don't worry about, let go of just thinking about it and thinking about the past and thinking about the future and just live for right now. That's where the power is, insight, opportunities, love, good health, sound mind, everything is in this moment, not in your thinking and planning. It's, you know, smell the flowers. See what's around you. Don't be lost in your head. Because that's darkness. But for now, just start with the prayer and stay with that. And every Sunday, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on it on my radio show. We're going to work on this. Yes, ma'am. Do you recommend, like, old-time meditators, like, to start using a tape if our mind is real busy? Like, yes. I can't stay out of Yeah, go back to my little prayer CD. And just to get back familiar and calm down. As a matter of fact, one way of knowing that you're one with the Father, the real God, is that you don't overreact to your environment. You cannot overreact to it. You're calm in the midst of the storm. You really are. You can't help yourself. And so it was, it's in stillness, it's in calmness where heaven and earth were created. And that's how we are created, in his image, through calmness, Amen. not through overreacting. But when you are God, and of your father the devil, you're going to be overreacting. So learn to sit still and know him. All right? Did that help a little bit? It helps a little bit, but we've been through this before, and, and I don't know what I'm not doing or yeah. what it is that I'm doing. You're very stubborn. <laughs> You're real. You, just, You're real. You, you can't believe that I need to abandon the way I've been thinking. And no, that's not true. I, I do know that. But then what do you, why are you trying to figure, you can't figure it out. You, you look like you're trying to figure it out. No, I, right now what I'm trying to figure out, because we, I, I've asked these questions before. I've, I've tried to, to do it. I, I do sit still. I right. do meditate. Um, I have not, um, in the past, planned to do anything. You know, I've, I've well, don't. said I don't have to and it, it doesn't come to me. Okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to work on it. I love where you're coming from. I know you want it, so we're not going to give up, all right? But I am totally out of time. Go to my website and get a copy of the Be Still and No Press. If you can't afford it, you can have it. Thank you so much, and we're going to work on true. Thank you, guys. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. You're a